0: Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kuchina Aurora Kitchen Witchery Podcast. It's me, Dawn the Kitchen Witch, and today I am so excited to welcome Nancy Hendrickson to the show. Nancy is the author of Ancestral Tarot and the upcoming Ancestral Grimoire, which uh, will be released this September. She's currently working on A Day of the Dead Oracle, and Nancy has worked with the ancestors since Childhood and has been reading tarot for more than 30 years. Wow. I think you've got some
1: stories, Nancy. I can't wait to hear them. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so and excited. I, I do have to tell you, when I told my sister about being on this podcast, she said, Could they get anybody worse in the kitchen than you? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks so much, sis. So, um, I actually can do cooking stuff, but it was kind of funny. Oh, that's pretty fun. Well, you know, it's funny because I think people
0: assume that because I'm a kitchen witch and it's, you know, my podcast that we have to talk about cooking, but, and we always wind up somewhere, somewhere in a conversation, there's always going to be a conversation about food at some point because we all, we all eat. Right. Um, But this whole thing is, I want to learn about what other people do you know? um, Because I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess I, cooking is, and kitchen witchery is so much, uh, there is so much ancestral magic in it, at least for me. Absolutely. Right? At least for me. So um, I'm I'm excited to kind of see where our worlds blend. Yeah. Yeah. Dovetail. Dovetail, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Totally. It's super exciting. It's super exciting. So thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for the
0: invite. I'm excited. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about you, because we've never met before,
1: so I no, don't know
0: anything about you personally.
1: So, <laughs> well, okay. What do you want to know? I am an open book. What you see is what you get. So, I love it. Anyway. I love it. So, I know that you you say in your bio that you've been
0: d- working with ancestors, and there was something that um, was in one of your bios that I was reading when I was researching you that um, you've been can- you've been looking for the dead your whole life. I have been right. So I want to know, like, let's let's start at the beginning. Like, what, what, at what point in your life did you start either working with the dead or noticing? Like, when I speak to other people that have that um, that gift of mediumship and working with the dead, they say that it just happened when they were young and they just knew that they were connected to that world. Tell us a little bit about that experience for you.
1: You know, for me, it, I grew up in a family that always told family stories. So I, I had two grandmothers who, whose own memory went back so far. And so I grew up hearing all about the ancestors. And I, I literally, I was eight years old when this all started. And so if you're hearing the audio, you can't see that my hair is totally white by now. So I'm way, way past eight years old. But um, I was aware that there was something there was this world beyond this world and i i always want those people the dead people have always been as real to me as you are hmm. or as anybody else in our world is and so and, and part of it is pre or by the time i was 15 i'd gone through the deaths of my grandmother my grandfather a brother a cousin my dad so being around the dead was Normal for me, Mm -hmm. and the good thing about it is I learned to to lose that fear of the dead Mm -hmm. or the fear of dying, because it was so much a part of my everyday life. By the time I hit fifteen, sure. So yeah, so I think that was really kind of the impetus for me, and so then I remember really well after my dad died when I was fifteen. I was at, I, I, when I got a driver's license at 16, I remember going to the cemetery and I'd see these headstones and I was like, oh, okay. I know about you. And so it would, I could start hearing people wanting to tell their
0: stories to me. Wow. So you're like 15 years old, 16 years old, and you're in that cemetery and you're like yeah. already like, oh, there's the, the gravestone of Joe Smith. And you're like, yeah.
1: oh, Hey Joe, how's it going? Like kind of, Yeah. Uh, and I and again, I think it's just because I grew up in a family that was very connected to, to their own history, and I had so many people die mm. while when I was very young. Yeah. So I, I I think that that was part of it.
0: Well, sure, because you you're the rest of us, <laughs> you know. There's you there's always this that fear that when people die and it, it brings up your own mortality, um, and and keeping ancestors alive through storytelling. Kind of brings them into the world, right? Brings them, makes them more real. Instead of like, oh, well, we're just so sad about how you know Auntie Joan died, so we don't want to talk about how Auntie Joan died. You know, at least that's the way it was in my family, right?
1: Well, you know, I, I I I didn't live during this era, but before, way before my era, you know, when people died, they laid them out in the living room, and the family took care of them and washed them and put their clothes on. Mm-hmm. And I think divorcing us from death Mm. by making everything so sterile makes death so, oh, my God, it's so fucking scary. Yes. it's just so scary. And, you know, I had the the incredible privilege of sitting with one of my aunts and one of my best friends as they were passing. And it's like the greatest gift in the world that you can sit there with someone, hold their hand and wish them a wonderful journey.
0: I agree. I agree
1: and we have just our our culture has divorced us from death because we're so afraid of it
0: yeah and and not just death but leading up to death aging right everything is about be young and you know use especially for women right like use this uh-huh. face cream to to look younger and all these things and you're like maybe i'm cool with getting older maybe death doesn't i mean i mean no one wants to think about death, but by the same token, like you said, it's, it's death is as part of life as being born is we, we all are born and we are all going to die at some point. And it doesn't have to be frightening when you put it in those terms, right?
1: I I just read this wonderful quote by a Chilean poet, and I'm not going to say the Spanish because my Spanish is so bad, but it is death is democratic. It takes us all you know death is democratic. So wow,
0: uh, wow, what a cool what a cool way of thinking about it. You know, I also had the privilege um of holding my father's hand as he left this world. And um it, you know, I mean, listen, let's let's be realistic. It's not easy no matter how cool you are or how much you feel like okay with death or accept it, it's not easy or pleasant by any stretch of the imagination to lose someone uh, that you love and and Absolutely. to go through the trauma of that um, but I, I when I often think about losing my dad, I am I'm drawn to that moment of gratitude in being able to hold his hand and help him be kind of like the steward of his passing. You know,
1: and it gives you a a, there's a real peace at the middle of it that Mm -hmm. it's it's horrible. We hate losing people we love, but that moment of transition is so peaceful, generally speaking. So, Mm -hmm. um,
0: even when someone is in pain, the moment of passing, yeah, is there is a peace in it when there is a um. A letting go and a a surrender um, that, you know, death sucks for the living. It doesn't suck for the person who's left. You know, know. they're good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are good. And you know, I I think another layer on top of that is I've been so aware of other, of other lives that I have led. So I know that once I go, I'll figure out what I learn and I'll figure out what I need to learn and I'll probably come back again, yeah. you know. Um, so I think there's that layer, and I don't, I don't know if it's past lives, concurrent lives, alternative realities, other dimensions. I don't know how that actually works. Mm-hmm. I just know I've been to places that I know. Oh, I, I died there. <laughs> yeah, I know wow. that. Place. Wow. So, so I want to get back a little bit to you're growing up
0: and being oh, okay. surrounded by being surrounded by elders who were sharing with you ancestral stories um and and how that kind of taught you the stories of your own heritage and then how did that affect the way you see other people and learning about their heritage
1: you know that's a great question and i am really lucky because i didn't know this till i was an adult but my grandparents went to seances. I didn't know that <laughs> oh, until so cool. I went, until I was probably in my 30s. And my aunt told me about it. And uh I have here's what they did. They had two little chalkboards and they put chalk in between, covered them, and let spirit write. So I've got the last writings on this i've got those chalkboards in my closet and it you know something you know hello from uncle steve and it's, it's, it's there's a a picture of a native american somebody drew in chalk it's really so i didn't know this so then i think oh, oh my gosh do we do we inherit is that part of our dna right and, and which is actually what ancestral grimoire is based on is that I think we do inherit these magical things. So, and my mom, my mother was so tapped into her past lives and about a month before she passed and thank God she lived till she was 95, was really healthy. A month before she died, she said, okay, I know where my next life's going to be. I'm going to be in a cottage in England by the ocean. And I mean, she had it all plotted out. Wow. Because she was aware of her past lives. So, you know, I think I was lucky that I grew up with a family that was so open to the other world. Yes. Because I know a lot of people kind of get hammered for it. Yeah. And I did not. So my mom always, always uh, encouraged me in tarot or meditation or healing, anything I wanted to do because that was so familiar to her. So so I was lucky. Also, the other thing, too, that just circling back to your question, once I did DNA, I did, because I've written about genealogy and and family Mm -hmm. stuff so many years, I've taken like five or six different DNA tests. So I can see that if we go way, way, way back, you know, I've got part of Mexican, Chilean, Eastern Asia. You know, I have got a whole bunch of very ancient DNA from from places you wouldn't think versus my modern DNA, which is very Western European and Scandinavian. So but if you know that about yourself and know that we all came out of Africa, I mean, it has been proven we all came out of Africa Mm -hmm. and, you know, our skin colors changed. Because we had to protect. If we were below the equator, we needed darker skin to protect us. Mm-hmm. If we were in Iceland, we didn't. So you know, people don't understand that under the skin we are the same people.
0: Hundred percent. A hundred percent.
1: That's one of my little soapboxes that I get on once in a while.
2: But
0: oh God, yeah, and 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 there's um a few years ago it was circulating on the internet and it was like um. X-rays. It was like a, you, there were people standing behind x-ray machines in a crowd and it was like, okay, uh-huh. pick out yeah. the skeleton that is the Eastern European person, pick out the skeleton that is the African-American person. And of course, no one could do it because we're all the damn same. Like, it's, know, exactly. we're, we, we're all the same. We have different life experiences, but at our core being, you know, as individuals, we're different, but as a species, we're the same.
1: I understand that because when you're, when you are a different race, you do see the world through a different set of eyes Absolutely, and because of experience and, and sadly our culture is, and I can't, okay. I'm I'm I just, just going to have to say the just whole say it. Just say it. Wade thing. Just say it. Cause that's happening right now as we're Once recording we're so this. Political. And, and so can I just take it like a tiny sidebar yes. and just, okay. Yes. Do it. Once you. Once you start losing one personal freedom, mm-hmm. you are going to lose more and more and more. So if a woman says, I'm not going to have sex anymore, then does that mean that rape is no longer illegal? Because after all, does it mean spousal abuse is no longer illegal? You know, people need to understand one personal freedom equals all personal freedom. So anyway, I'll get down off that soapbox, but I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. No,
0: no, no. And, and you're 100% right. And I don't think that 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 we can really dive into things like ancestral magics until yes. we look at where we are today, because where we are is a direct result of where we came from, and where we're going is a direct result of where we are. So at the mm. time of recording of this podcast, because this isn't going to air until September, at the time of recording of this podcast, there is a very big hubbub that Roe versus Wade is going to be... Uh, overturned and reproductive freedoms are going to be completely taken away. And it feels like the first domino is falling um, because it's about, hu- I'm sorry, women's rights are human rights. And when you start othering each other, you know, as in women are other, uh, LGBTQ are other, people of color are other, and we start taking the humanity out of humans and taking away rights, everything falls <laughs> to shit. And I feel like we're
1: there really we are, we are right, right there, there. we right. are right there
0: and our ancestors who fought so hard especially again topically because it is what's going on in the world at this moment like our grandmothers 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 are going why the hell did we work so hard to make sure that you guys could vote why the hell did we work so hard to make sure these laws were passed to keep you safe you know to keep us safe they did that work our ancestors did that work For us. So now what the hell are we gonna do? Because
1: we're gonna be the ancestors someday. Yeah, we are gonna be the ancestors. And you know, women women need to realize the incredible power they hold because women do make the world go round, people, no matter what you think. Um, you know, women are really strong. Mm -hmm. And you know, money women in families make money decisions you know, they have a lot of power about where the dollar goes. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that this will probably get clipped from the audio, but I mean, you know, there is a mother's day strike planned for Sunday that like, don't go give restaurants your money. Don't give florists your money, you know, make the dollar, you know, speak make it for matter. you. Vote, yeah. with your yeah. Vote with your money.
2: Vote yeah. With yeah. your money. Vote with your money.
1: Right yeah, so of course, see, once we start talking, we can go so far I know ancestral I, work, but that's okay I know but it's but it's not
0: far from ancestral work no it because
1: really because it is
0: like we said, we are going to be the ancestors someday, so you know perhaps years ago, two women sat down and were having a conversation about Tarot, and they were like, we need to vote vote fight for the vote the vote, like you know what I mean like. Yeah. They might've been having that conversation. These are important things as we walk through the world as witches or as spiritual practitioners, you know, that these are really important to the work we do on a daily basis. Even though you work with the dead and things that are past, you are a direct result of what was in the past, yeah, in absolutely. the present, right? So yeah. I mean, and 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 to bring it back, because women are so important, the very beginning of this conversation, you said you had two grandmothers who told you the stories of your families. You didn't say you had two uncles. You didn't say you had two brothers. You didn't say you had two grandfathers. It is the women who pass the stories down.
1: Yeah, they do. They are the storytellers. They're the story keepers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, again, it it is the women. And it's interesting. And if you trace your family tree, it's very hard to find the women because they kept, they took their husband's name. Mm-hmm. So if you go back 150 years, it's really starts getting hard to find the women. And yet they're the ones that created you. I mean, right. you know, totally. Yeah. yeah. They are the ones that
0: created you. So, so on that, on that thread, um, I have been recently uh, made aware of, and not even recently, in the last 10 years or so, the principal concept of generational cell memory, right? Okay. So that that um, physical ailment could be carried in the cell memory from mother to daughter, from daughter to daughter, right? So um, specifically, if we were talking about um, sexual abuse, and it happened maybe three generations before, but every woman since then has had some reproductive issues, right, and um, metriosis totally or something like that, in terms of the, the cell memory, uh, physical manifestations of that trauma that happened generations before. If that's true, which I believe it to be, but I'm, I'm no scientist, right, I believe it to be in theory, from my own personal experiences, if that's true then that stands to reason that we have emotional and spiritual traumas come down through us generationally as well, right? Totally, I totally agree. How, in your opinion, as the expert that I'm talking to on this subject matter, does someone like me, who maybe has emotional trauma from ancestors or immediate family, or even the the two generations previous, how do I, or someone like me, work this kind of magic, work this kind yeah. of spiritual working?
1: And I think that is a great question. And I have, I actually have an example for you from just me is, you know, I told you I was 15. My dad died. I was with him. It was horrifying. It was everything horrible you can imagine. And, it, and just recently, it crossed my mind. Oh, my God. My grandmother found her father in the field she was horrified so i thought oh god i this stops with me <laughs> this stops with me wow so what i started doing and this is a really recent realization what i started doing is working with tarot because that is my main spiritual healing gift i've been working with he, with tarot to tap in with other ancestors so i will draw some court cards which if you don't, if people don't know tarot, it's it's the, it's the page night queens and kings. And I will work with that and with my pendulum to find an ancestor who can help me break that pattern. And then I'll draw cards saying, okay, if I do this, then it can help me break the pattern because I don't want anybody else in my family to have to go through that.
2: Hmm.
1: And so whether it's that emotional trauma or a physical, like you're talking about, like endometriosis or whatever your problems are. Mm -hmm. I, I use tarot because that's, that is my gift is tarot. So you
0: can, you feel that you can clear that generational
1: emotional trauma. I do. I do because I work with the ancestors a lot. So I will draw cards. I'll ask for okay, I need an ancestor who can help me be the end of the line of this finding the dead father. Yes. Okay? Yes. So I will draw a card. I will use my pendulum to ask, did I know you? Did you live in the 19th century? Did you live in the 18th century? So I use my pendulum to put them in a time and place.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then I will draw, uh, and I don't know, if people listening are really into tarot, but I hope you are. We have I will quite draw, a few, yeah. Okay. I will draw a major arcana card saying, tell me the core of your life. So were you a creator? Were you a hard worker? Tell me the core of your life. Then we'll start drawing cards together to show me what's the first step I can take. Okay. What's the next step I, I can take? That's what I do. This is really important, Nancy, because...
0: For someone like myself, and I, and I I would guess there's just as many people out there who have had experience like this as as you have, you know, experience of being connected to family. A lot of people that I know have estrangement in family, right? Um, or or, or were, were grew, grew up um, without knowing the, ne- the generation before their parent, right? They might know their grandparent, but they probably don't know the person right. before that. So, for example... Um, my, my, my family tree, I guess if you were a lack of a better term, okay. um, we were estranged from my father's family for most of my life until he passed. Um, so I didn't really know them. So I, I, to this day, I really don't know where they come from. I don't, I've done a little bit of ancestry work, just you know, like 23andMe kind of thing, just to see where, right. where the families come from. But on my mother's side, my grandmother, on my mom's side, she was the only grandmother I really had a relationship with. And she came from Italy when she was like six or seven. She would never, ever talk about her experiences. It was very traumatic coming over on the boat. She was very, very traumatized by that. So she never talked about it. The family decided when they moved here in the 1920s, we weird, you know, we're, gonna, we're not going to speak Italian anymore. We're only going to speak English. So right. they, they lost a lot of the heritage, right? Um, and so it's refreshing for me to hear you say that through your work with Tarot, you're asking, who are you? Who is this ancestor? Where right. would I have known you? Can you talk a little bit more about how someone like me who has a chasm doesn't know anything about, you know, those generations? How, sure. would, I, how would I find
1: them? Okay. And, and let me say this too. You're right. Most people I run into may know their grandparents, probably don't even know their grandmother's maiden name. hmm Okay. So that's just a given. Mm-hmm. However, what I do always say is your ancestors know you. Mm. Even if you don't know them, they, they are very well aware of who you are. I love that. They do know yours. So if you use, uh, I love using pendulum a lot. And let's say you know your family's from Italy, but maybe that's all you know. Okay. If you have an iPad or a, a tablet or anything, here's what I do. I would I pull up a map of Italy. I use my pendulum to let it lead me to where that family came from. Wow. And, and it's it works so easily, because pendulums are pulled to the end. they follow the energy wow. and so that's that's the metaphysical method. okay The non-metaphysical method is you go to the Ellis Island website, find your grandmother, and on the ship's manifest it tells mm-hmm. where where they started their journey. Mm-hmm. So you have two ways to do it. Yeah, I like the, I like doing the map way myself with the pendulum. And if you don't know where the country is, I pull up. I get a world map. Do the same thing. I hold my pendulum over each continent. Wow! And so I know which continent. Okay, so I need to start in South America. Okay, South America map. I do it again. It's it can be kind of tedious, but I get such great information.
2: that mm-hmm.
1: so mm-hmm. That's what I would do. And if people are not tarot or pendulum people, y- you have you have magical skills.
0: Mm. You yes. Know? Yes, 100%. a hundred ask, percent. Ask,
1: ask. You know, do candle work, do candle magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's you know, when I started writing Ancestral Grammar, the one that comes out in September, I realized that we' I think science one day is going to understand that encoded in our DNA are certain magical skills. And and I just think we don't know science well enough today Mm -hmm. to know that. Mm -hmm. So I do talk about working with the spirit of the land. So where are you located?
0: Well, I'm up here in New Hampshire, actually.
1: Okay. So let's say you're sitting in New Hampshire and you, by a pendulum or a ship's manifest, find out where grandma came from you in New Hampshire can start working with the spirits of the land where grandma came from. Mm -hmm. And you can, by doing that, you can understand what happened there Mm -hmm. and you can get a sense of maybe why she didn't talk about stuff. Right. Right. So, So we have so many tools as, as magical people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we just need to put them to use in a different way in our head. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I do
0: um, as a kitchen witch, um, and I think it's it's a really, and I love your opinion on it, because, you know, I, I do my own ancestral work is really just kitchen magic, right? Right. But I think it's a really potent way of connecting with ancestors. You know, tell if you want to know a people or where you're from, find out what the earth is providing there at any given time of the year and find out what they eat and why they eat it, what grows, what the earth gives, you know, why is the soil so good for this and not that? And learn about the food and how the body was nurtured back when that ancestor was alive, right? So for yeah, right? so for me like and I think a lot of people will, will things that get lost, right? People might not tell stories, but they'll share a recipe, right? Oh, so that, yeah, absolutely. Right, that recipe gets handed down, handed down, handed down. Did you have any of that
1: kind of ancestral magic growing up or or now? I do because one of my cousins actually put together a cookbook of all of the family recipes. Oh. And it was, so it was four sides of a family, you know, mom, dad, mom, dad on, I mean, you know, grandparents. And so I can go in and say, oh yeah, I remember that thing she used to make. So I can go get the recipe and make it. So, you know, you do
0: it great. So the beginning I, of this I, conversation, you said you weren't a good cook, but I bet you
1: those recipes
0: come out fantastic.
1: And, 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 you know, I actually can cook. I had this uh, I have had this conversation lately. I can cook. It's just not, it, it, it's not my best talent. Let's say that. <laughs> Although I will tell you last night, I was teaching my lover how to make shrimp etouffee. So uh, that's magic for me.
0: That is magic. Shrimp etouffee yeah. is definitely
1: magic. It's magic. It totally is. Is that,
0: is, that, um, is that one of your family recipes or is that just something you love?
1: No, it's something I loved and I love making it. And she loves eating it. So I love showing her how to make it.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. See, and that's how you share that magic. I think that's what is so potent about food as ancestral magic is being able to share it with someone who maybe is outside of your family or to make it for people that maybe they were also connected to that person. Right. So, um, my grandmother had this bread and we just called it grandma bread. Like there's no other, there's no, and, and I mean, I write cookbooks and I don't think I've ever put this one in writing. I don't think I ever will. Cause it's that kind of sacred, you know? Um, oh, yeah. And everybody in the family has tried to figure it out. And somehow or another I got, cause you know, she's a little Italian grandma. She never wrote anything down. So we don't know how much of this or how much of that, you know, uh, there's no, Uh, 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 measurements on any of her recipes, but I did get like a little scrap of paper after she passed away that said like bread recipe. And then it was like spinach and garlic and this and that. And I tried it and tried it and tried it until I got it right. Um, And so now I'm the only one that knows how to make that. Um, And that that's a gift for me because that's how I keep her with me at all times.
1: And you've made the food sacred. So as you eat that bread, Mm -hmm. grandma's bread, there is this sense of the sacred coming from the beloved dead. Yes. To you. And to me, that's so powerful because then you get to have part of grandma Mm -hmm. inside your heart, Mm -hmm. which is just amazing. I have to tell you, I I talked to a friend of mine whose grandma was from Italy and, and she said kind of the same thing. Grandma never had measurements, but while she was stirring the pot, under her breath, she was saying, like a spell, some something like that. For sure. And and so I thought, oh, that that's so cool. I it's, never experienced that with mine, but I wondered if you ever did with yours.
0: So she not. So my grandmother was very, very Catholic. I mean, we grew up very Roman Catholic, Italian, New York Catholic, Catholic, Catholic. All the guilt, everything, you know. <laughs> okay. And and um. But she was always calling to the Blessed Mother. She was always calling to the Virgin Mary. So for her, that was I feel like she was more connected with the female, you know, yeah. religious icon than she was with, you know, uh, maybe the image of Jesus Christ or something like that. Um But I say all the time,, uh, she was a kitchen witch. I mean, Grandma had a recipe for everything. And every time she put something on the table and you'd say, "Oh, Grandma, this is really good," she would say. There's all good ingredients in there. There's all good ingredients in there. Oh wow! That was always what she used to say, and how she defined her cooking was: there's all good ingredients in there. You I know, love so, that. So you knew she wasn't faking anything. You know, I mean, I have vivid memories. I was just talking to someone else on the podcast. We were talking about eating weeds and eating like foraging, and I was telling her about how I have vivid memories of going to my grandmother's house as a kid, um, and we would go out into the backyard and pick dandelions. And chop up the dandelions for dandelion omelette, um, and that was a big deal. If Grandma was going to make you dandelion omelette, it was a big deal, you know wow, because there were like ten of the grandkids, and that was you know you would get to go to grandma's house by yourself, and she would you would go out in the yard and you'd pick the dandelions. It was a big deal, so there were these rituals around food and rituals around cooking that weren't just about the big holidays or somebody's birthday um did she mumble under her breath while cooking? Yes. <laughs> but it was more like um, probably a prayer or,
2: okay. um,
0: you know, she, w- she would, you know, I, I don't have any memories of-, of things she might say with the exception of that there's good ingredients in here. Um, but that's really the only thing. Like when I think about ancestral magic, it's difficult to identify anything except food related things. So I find it really interesting that your practice is so working with the ancestors is storytelling and connecting with their, uh, uh, homes, homeland, basically. Um, I think that's just, so what, what is it that drew you to that kind of work in the first place? You know, you could have been exposed to all of these stories and you still could have been like, that's nice. But what drew you?
1: Why? No, because I I, 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 this is the total truth. When I was really little, I wanted to be an archaeologist. I love it. The idea of digging into things, that, that grabbed me. And so I realized in all these years I've been working with the ancestors, that's exactly what I do. I never cared about, oh, great grandma was born this date, died that date. I don't care. I want to know the stories.
2: Mm.
1: I want to know the stories because you know what? The stories made me, you know, Mm. I I am part of the stories. And so the more I could understand the stories, the more I could know me. Is there a particular story that stands out that you you can pinpoint? Yeah. Well, there are many, but one that comes to mind is I've always said that when things get really hard, my tendency is just to pull myself back up and say, I'm really strong. I've got all these female ancestors behind me. Mm -hmm. I had, so the one that comes to mind, I had a great aunt who, whose husband died in a hunting accident. And I read the obituary and all five of her children were home with the measles. Her husband is dead. A son dies in world war II. a son dies in a car wreck, a son gets Mm -hmm. arrested And yet the only memory I have of her is her laughter that no matter what happened, she always managed to go inside and pull out this, this very joyous, I'm alive person. And so, you know, I think of my aunt, my great aunt, when things are bad, I think, oh man, she, she went through all that shit, man, I can go through this. Mm -hmm. And so it gives you an incredible strength, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can identify. This isn't a random person, right? This is someone who shares your bloodline, right? Absolutely. Right? So there's a bit of her in you, and you're able to say, "Let me take Auntie's joy yeah. and bring that out because it's in me because she's in my line. She's right?
1: in my line." And you know, because I do love research, I I have been fortunate that I can go back and find a lot of stories in you know a couple hundred years ago. And that's just because I happen to like to research. And I think people don't realize that if, especially, well, your family came to America probably later, and your grandmother. So turn 1920s, of the century, I guess. Yeah. 1920s. Yeah, it was called the great wave of immigration. It was yep. a huge wave. Okay. So, but if your family was here early 1800s, let's say, There are almost every county in America did history books of the founding of. And so if you can get your hands on a history book of the county where your family lived, it's a good chance you're going to find stories about them. Yeah. So that's how I can find out, oh, so-and-so had the first cabin with a a wooden floor, and -and so-and-so had a bar, and -and so-and-so did this and this. And so I'm lucky that I know that stuff. But even if I didn't, even if I didn't, tarot and the pendulum they kind of get me to the same place it's
0: really really fascinating to hear you speak about your connections with your ancestors um i love this you know this aunt that you have that you could just pull out that joy and and all of that i mean that's that's beautiful how does one who maybe has family trauma like you have no relationship with your family you're ashamed of them you would not choose them to hang it like you wouldn't trust them in a room alone hey. with your purse right i don't want to be around my not me but like yeah. a person who doesn't want to be around their family because they are not good people and are and do have that estrangement how does one get past and find those bits of joy and and yeah. what what can be connected to from an ancestor that you didn't know. So we've established you can find that ancestor that you didn't right. know. But how do you pull out those, that strength or that joy or that courage when there's so much hurt around the traditional blood
1: family, family of origin, if, if you would say. Yeah, and you know, I would say most of the people I work with fall in that category, mm-hmm. that they are totally estranged from family they were abused either emotionally or physically, or they were ignored. They weren't clothed and fed as they should have been. They had all Mm. these unwritten rules that they never knew when they were going to get in trouble for something. Mm. And and that happens to be the category I work with the most. Wow. And so what the biggest thing that, that I try and Talk to them about, and we do cards because I always use I always use cards. Is forget that family you knew, because I guarantee you you are surrounded by ancestors who truly love you. And mm-hmm. if you can, you know, I, and I it is not in my nature to sit up here and push books I've written. I will help, yeah, but it's really good. <laughs> I will, you. I will tell you that I've had a lot ancestral tarot. Yeah, I've had lots of emails from people who've actually worked through the book and there's, they have said, it's the first time I've actually felt like I had this connection that I wanted. I wanted this connection. Right. Right.
0: That's that key element there. Right? It is a key element. Even that word family, to be perfectly honest, the word family for me carries weight and obligation that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, it's a trigger. It's a trigger word for a lot of people. Yeah,
1: and you know, I I don't know your age, but I will just say that Instagram, which is where I am most active, I know that the bulk of people that I deal with on Instagram are thirties. I'll just say they're young. Thirty, they're young because they have such terrible experiences with family, and they either have family who were very abusive, or they have family who. Were the helicopter parents, and they never learned how to be independent. Yeah, and so yeah. the world is a big scary place to them. And you know, Don, I mean, what I can provide is it, I came to tarot as a healer. I, I I did healing way before I got into tarot, and so I try through tarot to help heal the people, mm, those heal. chasms. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those wounds, those. And I think that's a really good point about ancestral magic and that how ancestral magic can heal the wounds caused by maybe your immediate family of origin. Right. 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 So let's, let's come back to that. Let's take a quick break and let's come back to that idea after the break. And we'll talk about that. And then we're going to talk about your new book, um, The Ancestral Grimoire, because that's super fascinating. So... We'll be right back with the fabulous Nancy you. Hendrickson. We'll be right back. Who doesn't love an amazing cup of tea? Warm and inviting, whether it's to wake you up in the morning or help you sleep at night, whether you're taking tea as a supplement or you're taking it to soothe your heart and soul. Blackthorns Botanicals has wonderful, energetic and magical tea blends made by the one and only award-winning author, Amy Blackthorn. She makes teas in every combination for your magical and spiritual purposes. She's also got a great line of essential oils. Right now, she's offering autographed oils and energetic tea blends and energetic tea blends for our customers at BlackthornsBotanicals.com. BlackthornsBotanicals.com, a tea shop for magical people, natural teas for a supernatural life. Leap and give yourself the gift of art, creating art, with the amazing multimedia artist Jenny Davies Razor. During her online classes, you'll use art journaling for expression, release, and mindfulness. You'll take your emotions to the page, enjoying the process as much as the finished work. Jenny's approach to art is simple enough for beginners and intriguing enough for the seasoned artist. She offers intensive six weeks classes as well as full year long courses. You'll find this creative outlet a combination of myth and art history and practical skill lessons. And of course, super fun. Get past any doubts about your artistic abilities and let Jenny help you find your new creative expression. Get more info and sign up at jennydavisrazer.com. J D A V. I-E-S-R-E-A-Z-O-R.com, JennyDaviesRazor.com, and see what masterpieces are inside you, just waiting to find their place on the page. We are back with the amazing uh, Nancy Hendrickson talking ancestral magic and ancestral trauma and how to get past it and tarot. And this is just really eye opening because this isn't the kind of work that I personally do. So it's really eye opening. So before the break, we were talking about how ancestral magic can heal up the wounds of that have been caused maybe in this lifetime with your, uh, you know, immediate uh, family of origin. So your parents, your direct siblings and so on. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that could help and why that would be a good thing?
1: Well, yeah, because who wants to go through life feeling like you hate your family and they hate you? I mean, I've said this, I've said this uh, before. So I, I apologize to anybody who's heard me before. But if you go back to the time of Queen Elizabeth I and William Shakespeare, okay, if you go back it's like 500 years, more or less, you have over 1 million direct ancestors. That's moms and dads and moms and dads. It's not aunts. It's not uncles. It's not cousins. You have over 1 million, and that's only 500 years in the past. So wow, you get a sense of how many ancestors you have in spirit who do love you, And let me say one other thing. Family patterns can be so incredibly destructive and they may not start that way. So let me give you an example. Let's say you have the immigrant ancestor and they hit the shores of America with 25 cents in their pocket, which was not uncommon. So they are very frugal. So then their kids are get really frugal, even though they actually don't need to be, because generally the first, you know, American generation just historically is very successful. Mm. It's, it's the doctors and the lawyers and the people who do well, they don't need to have that frugality of the immigrant, but it's so inbred they do. And, and it gets worse with each generation. And mm. so you may have family who just, Oh no, you can't afford to go to college. We can't afford to pay for your wedding, mm-hmm. you know, forget it, even though they can. So using tarot and the pendulum, again, I'll go back and try and find the generation where all this crap starts. And, right. and then, because well, let me finish one thought before I pop to another one. If you do that, then you can start the healing that actually becomes generational healing. And again, yeah. I, I use tarot pendulum. And I always ask for specifics, specifically, what is a step I can take to start the healing process? And it may be something really silly. So let's say, let's say that you, I know you're not a tarot person, but let's say you draw the three of swords, which shows a heart with three swords in it. Okay. So in real, in real world, what does that mean? Are there people I need to forgive? Do I need to do some forgiveness work?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's kind of how I start. Um, and, of course, you know, I did lose my train of thought to the second thought I had, but it, it will come back to me. Um, so I hope that answers your question. I think I went a long ways around.
0: No, I think it's, I think it's great. And, and it is helpful, right? Because that pinpointing, using these metaphysical techniques of pendulum, all right. tarot, all these things, to pinpoint where did the problem start in my ancestral bloodline? Right? Because there's only so much we can do with ourselves. You know, identify, okay, I, I do this thing or this, this rep- repeat pattern keeps happening in my own personal life. But to heal it in the ancestral plane and going way back to find it, to do the digging in that plane and go, okay, I'm going to identify this and I'm going to work whatever
1: I can do in my life. That is going to have a ripple effect backwards. Exactly. And, you know, I I actually did pick up the train of thought based on what you said. So if you do tarot, tarot has four suits. They're the elemental suits. Um, I've done like family trees with tarot. And Mm -hmm. so I'll just use swords as an example because they're the mind. So I look at this family tree, swords, 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 swords. It's like people who live in their heads. Really? Yes. Yes. And all of a sudden there's a cup card, the emotional person. Okay. What happened? What happened that all those head people, all of a sudden this cup person came in, mm-hmm. something flipped in that generation because right. then we stop seeing the, the swords and we start seeing the cups and the other suits. So you can see the generation. There's a flip. Right. And wow. And that is, oh my God, it's so fascinating because because I'm a researcher I will go say okay and I'll just use Kentucky as an example. I don't know anything about Kentucky. Okay, in Kentucky in 1750, what was going on then? So I'll start trying to figure out what was going on right. just in the world. So that's kind of my process. That's awesome.
0: You know, and I have to say that the Ancest- ancestral tarot book is really great because if you especially if you're not familiar with tarot it's like got worksheets and yeah. how to do certain spreads and stuff like it's it, and and everything is really laid out and explained well to use tarot as a tool right. for this type of work right? right so even if you even if you do read tarot for other purposes the way you have it laid out here Anybody could do it, whether they're familiar or not, because you've laid it out so well, well and made these kind of like work pages. And um, I love in the back, I was just looking before, it, you've got these places where you can chart everything. And it's just, it's really comprehensive is the oh, word that I Thank I'm looking you. I for. appreciate it's, that. it's really comprehensive. Um, so, how does the new book, which comes out in September, so by the time this airs, it should be out? So excited! So So everybody can buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Um, How is that new book, the the ancestral
1: grimoire? How is that different from this book? Oh, you know, ancestral tarot helps you tap in with the ancestors, and it helps you learn how to communicate with them. Mm -hmm. Ancestral grimoire, you know, I really, I, I went off in the the wild blue with this because I truly believe that we all, all of us who are drawn to magic have magic in our bloodline. I totally believe that. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing here? You know, mm-hmm. we have certain skills for you it's in the kitchen. Okay? For me, it's astronomy and the stars because mm. I am so drawn to star legends, star people. I I, I co-authored two books on astronomy. And Mm -hmm. I'm not talking astrology. I'm talking telescopes. Like actual, like (laughs) the science science of of it, stars and planets. And right. So I'm super drawn to the cosmos. And I know that a lot of my healing magic comes through the stars. Okay. Yeah. So there's introductory chapters. And then there are January through December, each month is a different type of magic that you know, it, you may identify with it. You may not yeah. because uh, some of it is magic of working with place. Some of it's working with weather. I, I mean, I've, some of it's working with where did you have ancestors who were magical enough to help plot out the stone hinges of the world? Wow. Or right, so, Wow. but, and again, you're going to identify with some of it, but not all of it, but I just want people to understand. They didn't just get plopped here in a void. They have this magic running through their blood, and if you don't know what it is, try these twelve things and find it. And, right. and there are more than twelve. You know, just by the virtue of what I was writing, that was what came up. But absolutely. Um, yeah. But go look. What, what do you hope with the ancestral grimoire? What do you hope
0: people walk away with? What's your like if, if you could pinpoint somebody reads that book and uses that book, what would you hope that they would take away from it?
1: I would really hope that they understand they have a power that no one else on this planet has because if you do the exercises in ancestral grimoire, you are going to end up with a book of family magic it will be like no one else is on the planet because it's your bloodline. That's it, It's yours. It's totally unique to you. Does't matter if you have somebody born exactly the same day in the same family, you're, they're going to be different books. So that's what I hope is that you understand how powerful you are.
0: Wow, wow, that is, that is fantastic. I, I feel like I had a bunch of questions that I was going to ask you, and I feel like we covered all the like little cheat sheet, but that, that blows my mind because you're talking about. Finding yourself, yes, as a magical being, as a powerful human being, by looking at and again to bring it back to the the where we started this conversation, by bringing it back to where we came from, exactly right, and going as far back as you can, and under and deep understanding of the magic within you and the humanity within you and the, those life experiences and all those. Amazing connections
1: of other human beings, yeah, that put you here now, yeah, exactly, and you know i I hope that it I hope men read it as well uh, because I have a lot of men friends in the community. I hope they embrace it as much as women, but I really hope women we live in a culture that undervalues women and, and that's just reality and i I would hope a young woman could read that have her family grimoire, her her book of secrets, and understand the power she has in this world. And stop listening to all of the voices saying, I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. It's just bullshit. It is total bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. It is total bullshit. And and I think
0: back to what you were talking about before is that most people, clients, or people that you deal with that you that you do healing sessions or you do tarot sessions for come from a background where the family, that nuclear family of origin, um, might be the first messages of you're not good enough, you're not right. pretty enough. Exactly. You're not the, right. Those are those first messages. So being able to kind of like skip past them and find and connect with Absolutely. the the healing that can come from that. Um, quite frankly, Nancy, is something I never thought of. You know, it's not something, because it's not a world that I work in, it is not something that I've ever thought of. And I'm sitting here going, oh my goodness, this could be that answer to that healing and going, why can't I fix, you know, 15 years of therapy, why can't I fix yeah. my relationships? You know, why can't I? Uh, and and is it possible that in this plane in this realm we've gone as far as we could go and now it's time to go to the ancestral plane and absolutely. talk to them and bring them in
1: absolutely and i will tell you you have inspired me to pull out some family recipes and get in the kitchen
0: yeah all right I've, you know we're coming up on um again as we're recording this we're coming up on mother's day um and my grandmother who was talking about she also, she also passed away around Mother's Day. I can't remember the exact date, but um, when she passed, it was like the week of no. Mother's Day, um, many years ago. And I just said to my partner the other day, I was like, I don't know, Grandma's talking. I, I, I got, I'm gonna have to make meatballs. I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna have to make meatballs because meatballs are a big deal. They're an all-day process, and I really only make meatballs like two or three times a year when I feel uh. called. When I need, like, I need her around, or I feel her around, and I'm like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So I bought everything I need, put everything in the freezer, so that when I have a moment, and she will just keep talking, like got to get those meatballs, you got to, you know, I mean, it's very powerful when you let Perfect. them in. It is powerful. And make sure the ingredients are all good. Oh, all good ingredients. in Yeah. Here. All good ingredients in here. I love it. Thank you for remembering that. You're welcome. <laughs> she would love that. Uh, okay. So we're just about out of time. So before we, before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about where we can find you online. How do we buy your amazing books? How do we follow you?
1: Tell everybody. Okay. So, uh, I am most active on Instagram, and my handle is Nancy Sage Shadow. Nancy Sage Sage Shadow. Shadow. And my website is sageandshadow.com. So those are the two places you can find me most. And come over. My books are both on Amazon. Ancestral Grimoire is already up for pre-sale. So, yeah, go pick up, go buy it. And yeah, buy it cuz this is some great shit right okay, here. thank you. <laughs> and you know what? I love working with people interactively. I am not a fortune teller. I am a healer tarot person. So that's how I make myself available to people is Wonderful. So people could book a reading with they you. They can book a reading. I will not tell your fortune. I will interactively work with you to solve a problem. That that's I want you to be healed. And, and will you help if, if someone was to book a reading with you, you can do,
0: you can connect with ancestral magic, help them to find, you know, and pinpoint and maybe advise. Yes. Would that be correct? Absolutely. It's awesome. So a Nancy Hendrickson ancestral tarot is out right now. Ancestral grimoire will be available by the time this podcast airs in September buy her books, do the workbook, do the, the exercises in the book because they're really awesome. The, the exercises in here is very interactive. Just like you said, um, you know, she's got journal prompts and it's like, I just opened a saying up and saying thank you and goodbye to, to spirits. Like this is just, it's really comprehensive. Um, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. Uh, so you. before we, before we go, before we go and we'll have all of your links and everything okay. on the show notes, we'll put them right there. So everybody can just click and find you. But Last question, and I ask this to every person okay. that comes on the show. Obviously, I'm a kitchen witch, and I cook, and that's my jam. If I was to cook something for you, a magical meal for you, what would it be and why? Potato leek soup. You didn't even think about it, potato I
1: leeks. soup. No, because I think it's because I am, I am very much an earth sign. I'm very Virgo, and I have a lot of planets in Virgo. And leeks and potatoes are both, you know, under the ground, earthy things. Super grounding, yes. Very grounding. I like food that's super grounding. um, So that's why I would want it. You could make potato leek soup and I'd be happy. You know, and I've never made, I've made a potato soup.
0: I have a couple of versions of a potato soup, but I've never made a potato leek soup. That sounds divine. And I would serve it to you in a beautiful bread bowl.
1: Oh, like, thank you. That's perfect. That's exactly how you should.
0: feel like that's how you should have it. It is,
1: absolutely. And it warms the bones, it potato does. leek soup, doesn't it? it does, yes, totally. Oh,
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Nancy, thank you so much oh, for spending no, time with me today. Thank you so much.
1: This has been great. I have loved doing this with you. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to have you. And I always feel like um, this podcast is just giving me an excuse to make friends. So- <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, exactly.
0: I am so grateful. Everyone go find uh, Nancy Hendrickson on Instagram. Go check out her website, buy her books, connect with your ancestors. Amazing. Amazing. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank thank you 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 so much. And until next time, everyone, I wish you many blessings and so much gratitude. See you next time.